Good morning and welcome to Local Matters. This has been Rogers. I'm so happy. A lot of laughs this morning already pre-show to have Megan Spurgeon. Did I say that right, Spurgeon? You did. Because it could be Spurgeon. 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 <laughs> yes. Is that French? It is, yeah. So Megan Spurgeon, she is with Empower UC, Empower Upper Cumberland, a dynamic person. I met her a few weeks ago at the uh, Chamber Annual Dinner. I think we've been in the same room before. I think we've been at the same events, but there's been so many people we've never crossed paths. I'm thankful for Randy Porter, Randy Hetty, for saying, hey, y'all need to talk. And <laughs> and I knew who you were because I didn't get to t- uh, talk to you at the Highlands Training Center. And that's the reason you're here is to talk about, well, you're here for many reasons. Empower UC, Highlands Training Center. But finally, glad to meet you and thank, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Uh, excited. And we got a lot to talk about. And, um, of course, this this show is just all about informing the community of the Upper Cumberland about w- what public service is and what people like you are doing for the community and how great it is. It's a good feeling show. Uh, we don't talk bad about people unless I think about it, but that really <laughs> happens. Um, and then uh, we're just a good time. So, Megan, and this is good for me because I don't know you as well as I want to. Tell me about you. Tell me about your background. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Pigeon Forge. I was born and raised in Pigeon Forge, one of only 18 people that I graduated with that went to school with us the whole time. So believe it or not, people do live in Pigeon Forge. So, yes, I uh, got good friends there, good elected officials, uh, Mayor Waters, um, you know, he's he's just fantastic. Greg Patterson was the trustee. Now he's the assistant city manager of Gatlinburg, I believe, mm-hmm. and just some good people up there um, that I know. And, and I ask them every time we have a conference there, tell me the back roads. I, I don't want to fight four-lane traffic. <laughs> and so they'll direct me around, through, and it's great. But, yeah, people – so population now of what? 70, 80,000 people, maybe 100? Uh, in Sevier County. Sevier yes. County, yeah. Yeah. Pigeon yeah. Forge, the population is very small. Technically, I didn't live in Pigeon Forge, but I went to Pigeon Forge schools my whole life. I grew up on top of a mountain overlooking all of Pigeon Forge. Uh, Pigeon Forge is it Pigeon Forge High School? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your graduating class, did you say? 2010. Okay. Yeah. And you had 18 people graduated? or you 18 had that went with us K-12. The whole time. Yeah. So that's so, how many people came in and out out of 180. Only 10% of us had gone the whole time. Oh, my word. Yeah. We had a lot of people that moved in and transplants and all that good stuff. You were the minority. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. And that's the other thing. People move there to live, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's jobs. Lots of tourism. Yeah. Career career opportunities. So, you grew up in the mecca of tourism and retail. Yeah, I did. I uh, worked at Dollywood as my first job when I was 14, scooping ice cream. Wow. <laughs> Wait, um, is, was there a? Was it just a general store there? Or was it called something else? At, uh, at Dollywood? It's the sweet shop. It's sweet. right when you enter Dollywood. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm as big as I am. When I go to Dollywood, <laughs> I eat all the sweets. Uh, favorite ice cream? Uh, actually, they favorite ice cream is Love Potion from Baskin Robbins, and it's only out in February. And my birthday is February 14th, so it's like a special ice cream for me that comes out for my birthday. Every well, year. Happy belated birthday! <laughs> what was your favorite ice cream at Dollywood? Uh, mint chocolate chip. So did you ever get tired of ice cream? Uh, I got really strong forearms from scooping ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I bet so. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. I, I don't. I couldn't work in an ice cream shop. Yeah, I'd yeah. eat all ice cream. Yeah, well, all all the time. All the time. That's awesome. So that, and I'm glad you're talking about this because you're no stranger to tourism. Mm-mm. And even though you're in power, you see, you've you've been involved with tourism. I guess some. I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, with Cooper Creative and things like that. Yeah. And, and we're going to talk about that. But the, the reason we talk about backgrounds it leads you up to this point. Um, so I got to ask, though, I'm, I'm not done with the childhood. What did children in Pigeon Forge do for fun? <laughs> 
what children in Pigeon Forge did and what I did are probably two different things. Okay, what did again, you do? I lived on top of a mountain. <laughs> we were not leaving that mountain very often. Right. <laughs> we went to school and came back, and we couldn't be yo-yoing up and down. Just the money to do it alone was too much. So I spent a lot of time playing outside. I was the yeah. kid drinking from the water hose, playing yeah. in the woods, yeah. had forts and caves and all that good stuff. Yeah. So I did play a lot of sports growing up, everything from cheerleading to Believe it or not, wrestling. I did every sport you can think of in between. They have a wrestling program at Pigeon Forge High School? They have a phenomenal, state-renowned wrestling program at Pigeon Forge High School. I did not wrestle in high school. (laughs) It was middle school. Uh, Fun fact, I was the third in the state for girls wrestling in my weight class. There was three of us in the weight class. Uh (laughs) I am not messing with you. No way am I saying anything <laughs> to make you mad uh, today yeah. or ever. Yeah. So what's the mascot of Pigeon Forge? I, I, tigers. I, tigers, because it's yeah. Severe County Bears, right? Seymour Eagles. Seymour Eagles. Gatlinburg, Pittman, Highlanders. Yeah, I, I used to know all of them. I forgot. So the Tigers. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, the experience there growing up, I, I can't imagine, because I grew up west of Baxter on a ridge and still live there and bought some property, but next to my family and, and still live there. And we, we, at the time, probably when I was growing up, we had maybe six houses on our road. That's mm-hmm. three miles long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you were on a mountain though. So you were kind of secluded. Yeah. And like you much. said, you didn't come down unless no. you had to, right? Yeah. Uh, and if it was snowing, we were all calling every friend we had to get off that mountain because we would be there for days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of grew up, I mean, you grew up rural country. Very uh, much. So that's, we got some similarities. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right. From Pigeon Forge, where did, where did you go? So I had a phenomenal high school softball coach who went to Tennessee Tech. She actually became our softball coach. I think she was 22. And so I was a freshman. She was only eight years older than me, and she constantly talked about Tennessee Tech. So when it came time for me to pick a college, it was the perfect place for me to go. It was just far enough away that my parents wouldn't surprise me and show up every weekend, but uh, close enough that I could get home in a hurry and moved to Tennessee Tech in 2010 and don't have any intention on leaving. So, so many of my guests that I have on the show Came to Putnam County because of Tennessee Tech. Mm-hmm. And that's, and I have my tech pullover on today. <laughs> um, and because I'm an alumnus of tech as well. And even though I work for UT, I am uh, very proud to be a tech mm-hmm. alumnus. And um, that's where I got my education. That's where I got a secondary education by just life. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of grow up in college and stuff. So that it's, it blows my mind. Well, it shouldn't, but tech is wonderful and it's a great school with offering so many parts. And that's why you came to Kubel. Mm-hmm. Probably is. no other reason for you to come to besides get a secondary education Absolutely or higher education. Not. I had never, I had come one time that I knew of. I mean, I probably stopped an interstate drive in my life and just hadn't realized I was in Cookville until I came for my visit and I actually applied, got accepted, and got a full ride through Pell Grants and other ways, and then told my parents <laughs> that I was going to Tennessee Tech. <laughs> sure, but surely they were excited for your free education, right? Oh, 100%. Well, yeah. they were, and I was a first-generation college student also. So um, first-generation, and I was a- able to go because of the lottery scholarships, because of Pell Grants, because of things like that. Um my family is small business owners my whole life. They always did the best they could, but we didn't always have a whole lot of extra money. Sure. So it was a big deal for me to get to go to school. Yeah. So the first time I saw my daddy cry was the day <laughs> I found out I got a full ride to tech yeah. through uh, endowment uh, that I applied for in several interviews with Mr. Walter Keith Crawford, who's actually in my office building. It's kind of <laughs> crazy full how circle. full circle things come around. Um, and so thankful for him and, and that endowment, the Florence and Low Endowment, I'll never forget. But I, the day I got it, I stopped by high school and, and my guidance counselor called me at home because I, I didn't have a cell phone in high school. Mm-hmm. And so cell phones were around 
but I didn't get a cell phone to went to college. So I was in high school, and they called at home and said, "You know, I know you're not have to be at school today, but I need you to come by." And I got I need to tell I got some news for you. And it didn't sound like it was good news. <laughs> I'm like, I know I'm graduating, so go by. And she was just holding in the emotion, and we were excited. So I, awesome. the first place I go, Daddy worked at Upper County Electric, retired from there, and the Mama worked at the Justice Center. So he was on the way from Baxter, and mm-hmm. I pulled in. He didn't know I was coming by, and went through the side door there in the old building, and he's like, "Hey, what you know? What are you doing?" And, well, I've got some news, and I, I did the same thing same she did thing. to me. <laughs> and so he's like, well, you know, what's wrong? He's very quiet. He's like, what's wrong? And I told him, I've got a full ride to tech. That's awesome. First time I've ever seen him cry. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's um, it was emotional for us because I'd, I'd had to borrow the money or mm-hmm. not gone, right? Absolutely. And I'm not skilled enough to do all the jobs that these, you know, the that the Vols, at Vol, um um, Ball State, and then of course you got the um, TCAT and all that. I'm not mm-hmm. skilled enough, smart enough to do that stuff. Yeah. I had to go to college, <laughs> so um, we were excited. But yeah, Tex, wow, I'm glad Tex here because it brought you here. Yeah. So maybe. when you, what did you major in? What was your sociology? Okay. With a concentration in criminal justice. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I, I originally, you know, we grew up during the CSI era, right? Yeah. So it was all about that and CSI and you know NCIS, all that stuff. That was the big. Part of my childhood was watching those shows, so I always wanted to be a criminal investigator and, until I got into the schooling for it, and I was like, eh, maybe we'll just stick for the social work was side. It, was it too much? Um, it, it's just like not, you know, I really wanted to be in the FBI. That was my, yeah. like, plan was to go into the FBI, and then I found out they actually don't really like criminal justice majors. They like, like, accountants and... <laughs> Like other others, but you know, I didn't do the research. I just picked a major. So. I didn't know they liked accountants, or maybe I don't yeah. went that route. Yeah. Uh, from but um, I know the IRS loves. I mean, of course, they love accountants, but they're revenue agents. Mm-hmm. You know, they get to carry a gun, <laughs> and they're so yeah. So you from social? Well, sociology is important. Absolutely. Probably gave you the background to help what you're doing now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I graduated in 2014 with my degree in sociology, and then I took a year off to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. And came back in 2015 and got my master's uh, in professional studies and administrative leadership. From at tech. tech. At Tech. Yep. I was in the president's office as a graduate assistant, which was perfect. And it was the only way I would have been able to get that um, go through grad school also. Well, Dr. Odom was here by then. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I forget he's been here longer than you mm-hmm. think. You yeah. Because I graduated with, started with Volpe and then graduated with uh, President Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... When you got your master's, what did you do after that? So I was three semesters into my master's. I think I had one semester left, and I realized that I was very educated and very underqualified. (laughs) So I started looking for jobs my last um, semester during my graduate assistantship and found a job for what was called Youth Can. It was a WIOA, which is a workforce development program. Here in Cookville, they were starting up brand new under the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. So I applied for that and received it and started working for Mid-Cumberland Human Resource Agency, which was out of Nashville, but served the Upper Cumberland. So I started working in workforce development at that time. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, mid mid. I don't know mid Cumberland. Is it still there? Mid oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so, well, it's still there, but they no longer have a presence in our region. Okay, yeah. I guess that's maybe why I'm not real familiar. But Greater Nashville Regional Council is like the development mm-hmm. district for Nashville. But so mid Cumberland was like the HR HRA. A, yeah, yeah. So there's nine HRAs throughout the state in the nine different regions, and that was the one out of Nashville. Okay, but y'all did work here. Yeah, yeah, we did for work workforce. here. So the way that workforce development works is you um, they have competitive competitive procurement grants mm-hmm. and mid cumberland went after a lot of those workforce grants so that was 2016 or 17 i can't remember the exact year 
And then from there, we actually expanded our program for workforce development into 72 of the 95 counties in the state we were over for workforce development. So I became the programs administrator administering those programs across five different workforce development areas. Wow. I want to hear more about that when we come back after this break, because that rolls right into what you're doing now. So I am here with Megan Spurgeon. She is with Empower UC. She's actually the director. I don't think I mentioned that. You are the director, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. You're the director. We'll be back in just a moment. Local Matters after this break. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers in studio with Megan Spurgeon. She is the director of Empower UC. This is an agency under UCHRA. Mm-hmm. Department under UCHRA, Depart- yes. Yeah, department. Yeah. And so we're going to talk all about what they're doing shortly. But I want to get back to where your careers, your career prior to this. You were at uh, Workforce Development at Mid-Cumberland HRA. And they're they're the, they're the same as you say HRA, right? Yes. But they yeah. just serve the Middle Tennessee area. But you were able to serve Upper Cumberland through Workforce. Mm-hmm. And you, you said 70 counties were part of 72, 72 counties. So, and cause there's some counties that probably don't have, a, have any, so let's talk about the workforce side sure. of it. It's, I'm just, my, my brain gets wondering 72 counties have workforce access mm-hmm. to workforce. Those other counties are so small or they're, how's that work? We just were not the career service provider for you, those areas. Okay. It was somebody okay. else instead of us. So y'all still covered 72. Yeah, it was a lot. And it was a lot of rapid expansion. Very, very fast. We kind of went from, I think, uh, 14 to 27 to 32 to 72 really quickly within like a year's time. So I'm, I'm assuming staff doubled, tripled. Yeah. (laughs) I think we onboarded 230 staff in like a two-week period or something across the 72 counties. It was insane. And so I've had a couple people. I've had Tommy Leon and stuff like that. Of course, Mm -hmm. he's he's not probably the workforce expert, but he knows how how it's funded. Remind everybody how UCHRA and Mid-Cumberland HRA are funded so they can offer workforce uh, services. Sure. So actually, uh, the workforce development service provider or the um, who holds that grant is the Upper Cumberland Local Workforce Development Board. So it's not a part of UCHRA or UCDD, but we are partners with the workforce board. Um, but basically, money comes down from the Department of Labor, the Federal Department of Labor to the state, and then it goes out to the local workforce boards for each of the nine areas across the state. And then they put out grant contracts for this career services provider. So that's what we were um, across 72 counties. So it's federal grants through the state. Correct. Yep. yep. So a lot of experience. How long were you there? I was there for three or four years. I think four years, actually. And did you jump from there to here? Yes. Out March 1st of 2020, I started at UCHRA as the Assistant Director for Community Services. What a great time to start. Yes. And it may have actually been the second. It was the, that night I went to work and that night the tornado hit. 
And then, of course, you know, everyone was working and dealing with that for several weeks. And then COVID hit immediately after that. So I want to talk about that. But before we get into your career at UCHRA, uh, have you been? Have you had the opportunity to any other public service committees or boards or nonprofits that you've been a part of? Yeah, yeah. I was, um, I am, and have been a part of the TRC advisory board for I want to say close to five years now, which is the Tennessee Rehabil- Rehabilitation Center. It's located right near the high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been part of the t- TRC advisory board for several years. Um, was on leadership Putnam for a good while. I was on a couple boards in other areas throughout the state prior to, you know, moving back and just focusing solely on the Upper Cumberland. Um, but I, my whole life has basically been, you know, community service and workforce services. Um, even in college, I was a part of a service sorority and was the president of my service sorority and did a lot of community services there. So that's why I ask these questions. That's yeah. great information. Tell me what TRC does, the Rehabilitation Center, so, Tennessee Rehabil- Rehabilitation yeah. Center. Yeah, so it's a part of the Department of Human Services through vocational rehabilitation side. Um, so TRC works with individuals with disabilities to equip them to enter the workforce. Okay. So they've they've undergone over the last couple of years some kind of restructuring and changing in how that works. Um, but basically, they're able to work with individuals and go alongside them to get them into their their careers. They can even physically be there with them to make sure that they're feeling good about what they're doing and understanding the processes in their new places of employment. So um, it's a really, really great resource for the state and, and for this region as well. And I'm sure uh, they work hand in hand with UCHRA and workforce development and uh, Becky Hall and all those folks that are involved with workforce, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's great. I didn't even know about the rehabilitation <laughs> center. People, when people hear the word rehabilitation, yeah, it's a different connotation. They either think it's you know drug related mm-hmm. or it's uh, injury related, and you know you break a leg or whatever, you got to rehab whatever. They don't think about rehabbing people or or helping people with programs to get in the workforce, right? right? And that's a big part of why you're here today is to talk about what we're doing with the Highlands Training Center because that's that's their mission as well. But when we think it's always rehab's always had like a negative connotation yeah. and it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. I don't know how we change that. Maybe the part of the, the change is the outreach we're doing with this radio mm-hmm. show. But when you folks when you hear re- rehabilitation, hopefully most likely it could be a good thing where people mm-hmm. are getting educated and learning soft skills and yeah. stuff like that. So to get in the workforce. Yeah, and one of my favorite terms that I've heard and it, and I think of it all the time is life recovery. Like someone's in recovery or rehabilitation like it doesn't have to be from drugs or from anything like that. It's just, you know, went down the wrong path or in the example of TRC is just having some additional services to, to get where you want to go. Yeah, that's great. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot on this one. <laughs> have you ever thought about running for office for anything? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I have not near a political bone in my body and it gets me in trouble constantly but you got a servant's heart yes i do and uh that's the important thing yeah uh so i I don't get mad or frustrated but and i don't really take offense but somebody so you're just a politician you're a county commissioner you're just a politician politician talking about negative connotation has gotten (laughs) such a negative connotation over the last 10 20 years i mean uh, it's it's every every time somebody says politician everybody just thinks something bad I like to say public service. Mm-hmm. And in my master's program we're doing, it's about leadership public service, and that's what we like to say. And actually our professor said, we're not we're not saying politician because yeah. everybody in this room can't get it out of their head 
that's a negative. It's negative. It's not negative. A politician, somebody serving. Uh, if they're a bad politician, they're in there for the wrong reasons. Sure. So he won't even let us say the word politician. Yeah. Um, but that class has taught me a lot about public service. And um, you were talking about your experience. So you you grew up in Sevier County and you grew up around tourism and you you're, had this whole thing. Come to tech, you get your sociology education, you get experience, and then you get out and get a career and, and workforce. And so we've learned there's two ways, uh, two of the ways to be effective is you have a foundation, which you have with your education, mm-hmm. but then you have an art form mm-hmm. and that's your experience. Mm-hmm. And so I try to, I've, I've my, this master's program has been so good to me. It's opened my mind to so many things. I've mm-hmm. tried to separate what is my foundation and my education and, and work experience, but what is my life experience and, and my public service experience being a commissioner and put those all into one and try to help. Yeah. And so, I think that's pretty neat. I kind of got a sidebar there. No, it made no. me think about your experience. You're exactly right. And, well, the foundation is great, but the one thing that has been a, a constant in my life and someone that I – the reason that I even came to Tech and even went to college, I didn't even plan on applying. My teachers basically had to beg me to apply to go to school, to even take the, the ACT. They made me go to the junior day to get the free ACT because I couldn't pay for it. You know, my the people in my life, the teachers that I had in high school and that softball coach that I mentioned earlier, having that that person to lean on is so important. And that's what we're trying to do through Empower Upper Cumberland also is to put that person in somebody's life because some of the families we're working with don't have that foundation and having that navigator to help them through their pathway is really important. That's fantastic. That's great. So it's almost a great segue because before we get into Empower UC, Empower Upper Cumberland, I still want to talk about your transition from sure. New Cumberland to Upper Cumberland. Yeah. We're going to do that after this break. I'm with Megan Spurgeon. She is the director of Empower Upper Cumberland. It's a, uh, a department within the Upper Cumberland Human Resource Agency here in Cookville who serves all of the Upper Cumberland, what, 14 counties? All 14 counties. And she was familiar with serving them through Mid-Cumberland out mm-hmm. of Nashville through Workforce, and the experience she has is wonderful. That's why she's here. We'll talk more with her when we come back after this break here on Local Matters. This has been Rogers. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers with Megan Spurgeon, the Empower Upper Cumberland Director. Great conversation so far, Megan. Thank you so much again for being here. Just wonderful information about your background, and I want people to know who you are and why you're here. Absolutely. And you've done great about telling us why you're here and how you got here. So we mentioned last segment, Mid-Cumberland Human Resource Agency is where you were prior to Upper Cumberland Human Resource Agency. How, and you said that transition, You, I mean, you went to Tech, right? Mm-hmm. Were you living in Nashville at the time, or did you work no, here? No, I lived in Cookville. Yeah, okay, good. I've lived here since, yeah. So you've been here since Tech. Yeah. You graduated. Yeah. So, um, so you came to UCHRA. You started March 1st or 2nd, <laughs> 2020, right before the tornado, and then right before COVID. Uh, what was that like? It, it was a lot. Honestly, I mean, of course, you're coming into a new role. You're with this new group that you've not necessarily worked with before. I had worked in the building prior. That's where we were with workforce at the beginning. And but I had been years and, you know, getting in during the tornado was awful. But we had some grants that we were able to help with things immediately through our CSBG grant. We were able to use that money to help with the tornado and go after some grants. We did a United Way grant for the tornado victims and things like that. Um, ended up serving on the Tornado Benevolence Committee with Cookville Regional Medical Charitable <laughs> Cookville <laughs> Foundation. Yeah. It's too much of a word there. Um, so th- that was a lot. And then COVID was particularly, I felt very guilty because I came from the workforce world and 
all the unemployment that was hitting, I felt really guilty for all the team that had just left that was dealing with the unemployment issues and, and how many people across the state were needing help. So I was, you know, I helped a bunch of my local restaurant friends to help them file their unemployment and things like that to try and make that a little bit smoother for some people we knew. But it was just a kind of a difficult time. Yeah. And so you served on the Benevolence Committee. I served on the Tornado Relief Fund committee yeah. and so were, those were two committees there to provide assistance to mm-hmm. victims um or families of mm-hmm. victims so um a sad time yeah but that was one of the um it's hard to say a, an honor to serve on something like that with such a tragic accident or tragic event but i was honored i was included on mm-hmm. that and i was honored to be a part of something so big to help others Absolutely. and so that was one of the greatest parts if i ever think about why did I run for county commission or why am I here? I always think about the other opportunities it's given me too mm-hmm. to serve on things like that. So I'm very thankful for my role as a county commissioner because it's opened up those doors. So your role in, at workforce gave you that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So once COVID starts, um, you know, I, I guess it's ever going away. But once mm-hmm. it subsides a little bit, how did that change what y'all were doing? It, it, well, when when I was brought in, it was specifically to work on a two-gen grant that we had. Um, you know, I talked to Mark, and when I was looking to kind of make a transition out of the workforce world, which I say that, but I'll never leave the grant we're working on now as a workforce grant right. in itself. But um, I was working on a two-generational approach grant, which is where you look at the entire family, not just the parents, not just the children, but it's how you can help them as a whole. And we knew that there was going to be money coming down the road through the TANF um, Opportunity Act. We didn't know what it was called then, but we knew there was a surplus of TANF funds that were going to be pushed out to the communities. So the plan was to build a program that we could build off of to go after the, the money when it came mm-hmm. around. And that's exactly what happened. You know, we had that grant starting in 2020 and it just wrapped up in December of 2022. And we used that kind of as a springboard to go after what we did with the TANF Opportunity Act and that $25 million grant. So it was difficult in COVID because all the plans that we had to do for things um, had to change drastically, but we were able to serve families still. And and that was what mattered. And um, we learned a lot and were able to kind of put together a plan for for what we wanted to do with uh, Empower UC. So is there a... Is there a difference between the um, Tennessee Rehabilitation Center and the Hollings Training Center? Yes, okay. absolutely. So I want to. I don't think we're going to get to it today. Okay. I'm going to have you back next week, which sure. I'm so thankful uh, that you're coming back. But I wanted to ask that before I forgot. Is there a difference? And so we're going to get mm-hmm. to that next week. But we still have some time. So sure, sure. Let's talk about your. Of course, you're at workforce at UCRTA. How did Empower UC happen? Oh, goodness. Okay. So um, basically, they put out an ROI request or a request for proposals, basically an RFP for this TANF Opportunity Act. So it was signed into legislation in the summer of 2021, I guess. Yeah, it was the summer of 2021. And then we had to do a planning grant. Um, So you had to apply for a planning grant. And we worked with a group out of... um, gosh, New Mexico, Circles USA is a huge component of what we're doing with Empower Upper Cumberland. Uh, We worked with Scott Miller. He's the founder and uh, founder of Circles USA. Now he's in a consulting role. Worked with them to um, kind of help design a plan for this planning grant of how we wanted to go after this TANF Opportunity Act money. So we worked with them and then we pulled together partners throughout the region, um, Tennessee Tech, Cookville Regional Medical Center Charitable Foundation, Upper Cumberland Upper Cumberland Local Workforce Board, the Development District, as well as um, Highlands Economic Partnership and WCTE. 
So we formed what is called a collective impact group, and that's what Empower UC is. It's, it is a department with you, within UCHRA, and it's a collective impact group to focus on issues in the community. Right now, our issue that we're focusing on is poverty. Right. And so you're the director. Mm-hmm. How many people are working with you in, in Empower UC? So we have 35 members in our department under UCHRA. And then with the employees that are staffed through this grant, through our core partners that I just named, uh, probably an additional 20. So right. looking at about 55 individuals. Wow. That's a that's a good task force, right? I Absolutely. Mean, that's a good group of people collectively working for the same goal. And, Absolutely. And so this is, Empower UC is relatively new. Uh, very new. And um, <laughs> how did how did Mark, did Mark approach you about taking on this role? Did you say, I want this? How did that come about? Um, it was... I very much wanted it. That's for sure. But we basically, we did the planning grant. Um, and then so there was 90, so 90 or so individuals or groups that applied, uh, 72 were eligible and 18 received a planning grant. So then we had a three month planning grant where we had to write what we would do for the full proposal. And not only did we have to write, you know, a 30 page proposal and there were several components to it. We also had to present, uh, in person in Asheville, Mark and myself presented on what we wanted to do, which was frankly, the uh, most nerve-wracking Was you present to the ever. General Assembly? It was not the General Assembly. There were several commissioners, uh, state representatives, okay. you know, a, a big group of people, and it has officially gotten me over my fear of public speaking. I didn't really have a choice. Um, so that was, that was special. So, you know, I was able to kind of take the reins. That was kind of why I was there. It, it, that's how I felt anyways, that I was able to at least take the reins and kind of work on what direction it should go in. We had some great leadership that helped us with that. Um, Linnell Godsey, our deputy director and community services director, um, was right behind me the whole time or right beside me really the whole time to, to help. And um, eventually we realized how big it would be and that it probably needed to be its own department just because of the sheer size of it alone. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so doesn't seem like you're bad at public speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like that shouldn't be a fear of yours, by the way. Um, so you have several people uh, within UCHRA under, uh, that's working with Empower UC, and then you have, of course, we're partners. We're going to talk about those partners next week. We, we possibly can't start now because there's so many involved. And then we're going to get into what the Highlands, Trainer Cent- Highland, Highlands Training Center is, that we just did our ribbon cutting now, it seems like, what was that, three, four weeks ago now? Yeah, it seems like a lifetime ago. It was literally less than a month ago. I mean, there was 200-something <laughs> people there. It was it was the biggest event that I had been to post-COVID, for sure. I, I mean, think, yeah, I it, think so for me, too, other than, of course, little conferences and stuff. But, yeah, mm-hmm. the, just a, just a, just a basically a grand opening ribbon cutting um, informational. I mean, they didn't really, you know, Amy and, and – um, Ryan, they, they didn't really speak a long time, you mm-hmm. know. They were just there talking about it. And so it was good to see everybody. This is obviously a big deal based on the turnout. Yeah. You had everybody that's – that uh, a lot of the public servants in Putnam County, a lot of the partners, a lot of the nonprofits, a lot of the business leaders that are interested to see how this works, industries that are there because this is going to benefit them. And, again, we'll talk about that. So um, great information so far. I do – before we go, I do want to ask you about Dollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Two things. What was your favorite ride? Uh, my favorite ride was the, not the Wild Eagle. Was it? Yeah, Wild Eagle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was my favorite. And did you meet Dolly? 
I have met Dolly. Um, you also, there was a lot of fun things about working at Dollywood, but free rides was top well, of the so list. So that was, you always got the ride free. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Season passes and you got season passes for your family. So did you just leave the scooping of the ice cream and just go jump on a ride? I mean, you know, I, I may or may not have been in my bonnet and my apron, you know, doing some, some wild eagle rides every once in a while. So did you meet Dolly while working? Yeah. yeah. Have you seen her since? Uh, I don't know that I'm, other than like a parade, probably not. I just wonder no. if it was cool to go up to her and say, hey, I worked and scooped ice cream when I was 14 <laughs> years old and all this yeah. stuff and talk. Because you know how she's going to be. She's going to yeah. hug your neck and tell you thank you. And Absolutely. She's very gracious uh, and thankful. And she's, you know, Dollywood's successful because of people like you working well, there. Well, and, and Dolly, a lot of people don't know that any student that graduated from a uh, high school in Sevier County was able to go to Walter State Community College free she paid for her foundation paid for any graduating senior to go to Walter State for free very, in severe in severe county yeah i didn't know that yeah That's, very fun fact and it's it's she's a saint she is saint she Dolly. is <laughs> she i mean the impact she has made on so many people so many children mm-hmm. I can't. I did not know that. I yeah. can't fathom. That was pre-reconnect. Um, I think reconnect now has taken that over. And I think they took the model from what she was doing. I could be wrong, but that was exactly what she was doing. So that might have been an option for you mm-hmm. if you didn't get your uh, money to fund the mm-hmm. you know, going to tech. Yeah. Walter State is where at now? It's in Sevierville. Sevierville. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have a campus in Morristown also. That's what I was mm-hmm. thinking of. Maybe I don't know why I was thinking. Um, and so I, I just love. <laughs> I love the fact you worked at Hollywood. This is fantastic. <laughs> what? How does that compare to what you're doing now? Oh, well, other in than... perspective, perspective-wise. Uh, other than the, you know, definitely the minimum wage of 675 was a little <laughs> bit different. Monetarily, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, I enjoy, I really did. I loved it. I, I was also what they called a minor. We had to check in at the minor mansion, which was a trailer on site that you had to clock in and out because we were 14 and 15 years old. They couldn't just let us run around doing crazy stuff. So I couldn't even use the waffle maker. I wasn't old enough to use the waffle iron. So they give me a lot more uh, lead way now, you know. (laughs) Too much of a liability with the waffle maker. Megan, thank you so much for being here. It has been wonderful to learn about you and what you're doing at Empower UC and how you got there. Next week, I'm going to have you back. Uh, You are willing to come back, right? I I guess so. Yeah. I didn't scare you off. (laughs) No, definitely. Um, Thanks to my producer, Jake. He's the man. Everybody, remember... Make somebody's day. It's a lot easier to smile than it is a frown. Be kind to one another. I promise you it's going to help you out. It's just it's just the thing we need to do. Be kind. No reason to be mean. Hug somebody if they want to hug. <laughs> if they don't want to hug, don't hug. <laughs> Ask first. <laughs> Ask first. But just be kind to people. Thank you all for listening. We'll have Megan Spurgeon back next week for Empire UC. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. Good job. Now everyone's going to.